This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on? Polly, how's your bracket? Busted, or are you going to win millions of dollars? Well, as we record on Sunday, it's very busted. I wouldn't be surprised if the other half of my Final Four is eliminated at this point because not even halfway through the second or not even through the second round I already lost two of my teams uh with the Wisconsin and WVU upsets so hopefully Kansas and Michigan are still in it I hate that I'm rooting for Michigan but that's the only way to give me a chance in my competition so um if they're eliminated then I just sound like even more of a joke right now well, Polly, you are one to throw away all morals to win gambling money. You do it all the time. And if you, Caps fans, are willing to throw away any of your morals, <laughs> just kidding, gambling's cool, and gamble, use DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is now putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game and if your team wins you win $100 it's that simple turning 100 or one, turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds didn't know if you knew that but that's how math works pick any yep. college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at at winning $100 all it takes is a $1 bet in that team winning their next game there's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put where, your money where, where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook has 100 to 1 odds on select fighters for this weekend's UFC 260. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code thpn when you sign up to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win that's code thpn to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars for a limited time only at DraftKings sportsbook again that is code thpn download DraftKings sportsbook use code thpn and thank us later Thank us later. Do you think that they liked me calling everybody a degenerate, basically? Uh, you know, 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> oh, my God. If, if, if you need help. Absolutely. And here's the thing. Uh, it's very much the pot calling the kettle black. I'm a degenerate as well. So I'm just not good at gambling, and I know that. Though, um, I've been watching a lot of, like, craps TikToks, and I want to go play craps now, so... Polly, maybe maybe if you could throw some money away. You can come with me. Um, no, maybe I'll watch you. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, well let's let's pop it open and get into this stuff, huh? Yeah. One, two, three. All right, Caps fans. So, as you know, this is our Thursday episode. We're going to go into our very very deep and well thought out. Uh, 
segments, Mind's Hockey Chill Hip Check, where we will be talking about Russians. That's all. That's, that's literally all I put on the outline, not because I'm lazy, but because I have no idea what I'm going to say. And then Polly, <laughs> Polly has snack time with uh, Polly Cupcakes, and you're going to be talking about myriad of stuff, right? What What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, well, I figured we'd talk about some of the other stuff before we get into the segments. Um, but well, I'm going to tell talk them what about... you're going to talk about. Tell, this is how the intro have... goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk about the upcoming NWHL championship this weekend. It's the uh, the Isobel Cup. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, um, but it's the the Women's Professional League Championship. It's on NBC Sports, so we'll get into that. Cool. Good stuff. So what's the interest, introductory stuff that you want to talk about? Well, uh, talking about women's hockey, uh, Wisconsin beat the top-seeded Northeastern uh, this weekend, this past weekend, to win their sixth NCAA title. It was an overtime victory. Um, nice. I pulled up the bracket just to let you know who was in it. So um, it was uh, Northeastern, Robert Morris, Minnesota Duluth, Colgate, Ohio State, Boston College, Providence, and Wisconsin. Um, that was the you – know, just like men's, um, it's a 16-team tournament, and they finished their Frozen Four with a Wisconsin victory in Erie, which is who I picked for my college basketball bracket, and they're already out as of Sunday. So at least Wisconsin's getting some success. There you um, go. But, you know, I'm pretty sure that's the home of many people's favorite uh, Hillary Knight, she's an alumnus of there. So, uh, you know, congrats to the, the Badgers on their victory. Nice. And uh, while we're at it, let's talk more college hockey and shifting to the men's. And so that'll be starting this coming weekend in the Bridgeport region. You have Wisconsin against Bemidji State and UMass against Lake Superior State. The Fargo region is North Dakota against American International. Michigan against Minnesota Duluth. The Albany region has Boston College and Notre Dame, St. Cloud State and Boston University. So assuming the Boston teams win, we could have a nice uh, Beantown matchup. And Mm -hmm. then in the Loveland region, we have Minnesota against your Omaha. Let's go. UNO, baby. Mavericks. Minnesota State against Quinnipiac. So Nice. Uh Pretty Big Ten heavy. There's uh, three, four Big Ten teams, one in each region, Wisconsin, Michigan, Notre Dame, and Minnesota. Uh, A couple Boston teams. You know, these are all pretty – I'd say they're all pretty familiar uh, teams, Uh, three Massachusetts teams. So it's uh, it's a nice mix, Uh, pretty pretty well represented across. You know, it's the Midwest, the North, the Northeast – and uh, I think it'll be a good tournament. I think, I think it'll be the first two rounds will be this week, and then the Frozen Four will, will be the next week or the week after. Dude, where is Saint Cloud? I believe they're in Minnesota. Okay. So that is three. I think Bemidji State is also five. Bemidji State, Minnesota Duluth. St. Cloud, Minnesota, Minnesota State. So five Minnesota teams, um, unless Bemidji's not in Minnesota, and, but I think they are. So, yeah, that's uh, 
I mean, it's it's a diverse group overall, but there's a couple regions that are very heavy, heavily represented. Yeah, absolutely. No, this is great. Um, definitely pulling for the UNO Mavericks, baby. Let's go. Um, would love to see them get one because you know Nebraska, not exactly a hockey state, yeah. if you will, if you will. But it really is. You know, uh, that's where I started playing hockey, and I would love to see UNO take one here. So, yeah, and I'm, uh, you know, as a I've made abundantly clear I'm a Notre Dame fan. Um, I'm pretty excited they get to start the tournament with a rival, Boston College. That's an old Catholic rivalry, you know, the the, the Irish Catholics up in Boston and, you know, the Irish of Notre Dame. So that'll be a good opener. Um, hoping to see them succeed. They they play like an Islanders-type hockey. It's it's very defensive, very structured. Um, if, they, if they go down early, they're in trouble, but – if you go down to them, you're in big trouble. Uh, I mean, they did have like a four goal third period against Wisconsin, but uh, in uh, on our Monday episode, we got a, a tweet from uh, Bayou Benders or a comment, and he he said go Wisconsin. Yeah, so he'll be watching them. It's because they got Cole Caulfield, they're like right. number one prospect in uh, state For of hockey. I'm sure yeah. he'll be watching the Gophers. Yep. Yep. Good so stuff. Uh, if you want to hear more about college hockey, check out uh, is it Everything College Hockey on the Hockey Podcast Network. Yep, yep. We've got a new podcast that covers only college hockey on the Hockey Podcast Network, so check them out. Um, having it – you know what? The network's blowing up, dude. There's so many new shows. Like I can't even keep up with them, man. So I – I yeah. love to see it, and uh, the boys, Ish and Dylan, are killing it. So it looks like a lot of really good talent coming in. Got I love to yeah, see and, it. Love to see it. And if you want to hear, uh, if you're a fan of uh, Paul Bissonnette, he was just on Terry Ryan's uh, episode last week. So yeah. uh, was it uh, Tales with Tr? Yep. So yeah, plenty to listen to. Absolutely, absolutely. So that was our that's our plug for the. Uh, for this week, we're not going to play a, a commercial and we'll just get right into the uh, Hockey Troll Hip Check. This is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. <laughs> Gotta love that, that uh, free music. Uh, <laughs> Royalty yeah. free, um, public domain. As a matter of fact. Uh, anyways, so I've I've named this segment. Uh, well, it's the hockey chill hip check, but I've titled it this week's subject is Russians. Um, yeah, let me and, hear it. Yeah, and so here's here's the thing, Polly. I'm sure that you've being where we live, you've heard a lot of like ire directed at like Evgeny Malkin, right? Mm-hmm. And how he's just a who's just nowhere to be found and he's lollygagging he's a defensive liability and he's just tuned out of the game and yada 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 right um mm-hmm. same with i mean i think that caps fans you could definitely say that same thing you've probably heard it a million times about every russian on our team ovechkin kuznetsov uh verana i mean orlov doesn't get so much of it because he's a defenseman but like all of these russian forwards get so much shit and i think a little bit or I think most of it is undeserving. And here's why. Not to stand up for Evgeny Malkin. Fuck that guy. But 
you know, you look at this, um, the style of play that they play and when they are on, they literally take the game completely over. Right. I mean, they're that good. Um, and Carl Walsner even said that, um, in our first interview about how Kuznetsov can just take control of a game. Right. And, you know, obviously things have to happen. The puck has to be finding him. But I feel like it's they that the Russian way of playing is more about feel than system and well, more about feel, at least the way that they've been trained now. You know, maybe back in the day, uh, with the Red Army there there were systems were heavily driven, but at the same time it was like they relied on the creativity of the player so much. And I think that that is the one theme that is kind of pushed uh that that's persevered throughout all the changes that have happened in in Russian hockey. And then us North Americans see them come over and say like they're just hot shot showboaters who only play when they want to uh and they they don't they refuse to get into the system. I would say this is just how that they how they play, you know. You'll love them when they're ringing up, you know, 80 points a season. Right. You love mm-hmm. them when they're when they're hitting triple figures on the points totals. You love them when they're scoring 50 goals. But, oh, they make one bad play that was somewhat risky or a little bit too hot to handle for another player. And it goes back the other way for a goal uh, or you see him stop back checking or whatever that is. Uh, you know, and I think a lot of it is just kind of the differing of styles and how you're taught to play hockey. Right. Uh, we, we've talked to a lot of people on this podcast about like how they've played hockey, right? I mean, we've had, we've had Ole Kolzig on, who's a South African German who is Canadian trained, right? Um, though he spent time around German hockey, knows that a little bit and is happy to see that like Germans are, the German hockey systems really come leaps and bounds in the past 10 years. And then you have like Stefan Brenner, who we had on, who talks about like how the Swedes are, just 100% about training properly, doing practice well, preparing very well, and then playing a good system defensively along with, you know, Swedish stick handling schools are, are famous worldwide, right? So having that nice finesse as well. Um, but, you know, I think in Sweden, there's a really big uh, emphasis on like playing the whole length of the ice, right? Both ways. And yeah. in Russia you know, there, there is as well, but I just think that there's a very large, there's a big emphasis on player creativity and letting the player do what they want. Um, yeah. I think that anybody who tells you that like a coach is the reason, the, the sole reason that any team wins in the NHL is off their fucking rocker. I mean, even Scotty Bowman had, studs right when he was with all of those teams that he won with right i mean it's the canadians the penguins the the red wings right i mean you're talking about powerhouse dynasties uh or at least players teams that literally had the best player in the league or players in the league at the time right yeah i mean in montreal it was like dryden uh in net with like uh la pointe uh, and just, I mean, I'm not huge. I'm reading that book and, and that, the, the game right now. And, and the, there's just so many like familiar names that are just straight legends. Uh, yeah. and then, you know, he goes to Pittsburgh and he's got Lemieux and Yager. <laughs> and then he goes to, uh, 
Detroit, where he's got like Eiserman Shanahan and, you know, the list goes on, right? Mm-hmm. So to say that like a coach is is the reason that you're doing things right and all this. No, the onus is eventually on the players, right? I mean, look at the caps. We had while the coach I think helped, I think Trotz pushed us over the edge and, and helped us, we still had like the right players to do the job, right? Yeah. And so, you know, it, you got to take it. You, you can't have your cake and eat it too. At some points, there's going to be risky player plays that Russians take and, or whatever, you know, uh, at least the high profile offensive ones that everybody directs their ire to because, you know, Oh, well, they're not lighting it up. What use are they now? Meanwhile, some like North American stud who probably is a negative 20, but goes out, throws the body and mucks and grinds as hard as he can gets a lot less heat. Right. Uh, I mean, what's your take on this? Because, you know, you've, you've played exclusively in, in this kind of like area of the world. Like what, do you see that too? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, the NHL as diverse as it is in terms of country of origin, because I mean, it, it is very diverse. There's like 15 plus countries represented. Right. Um, I think that it's, it's still very much North American style of hockey. And so it, it is a big, it's, it's a clash of styles. And even though the guys adapt, they still have that 20 years of learning that's in their blood. And I think you need to give these guys a break because you're not going to get someone who is you, like, not everybody can be and in very few can be Selkie and put up all the points. You know, you just, it, that's what your teams are. Teams have to have, they need to be a melting pot. Sure. And I think if you have all of the same kind of guys, you're not going to get that creativity. And so I agree with you that people are, people are too hard on these guys. And I think it, because they're a little bit more flashy, it's easier to get upset with them because <laughs> when, when guys are flashy, when they're successful, then when they screw up, you're kind of like, Oh yeah, where are you at now? So, I mean, I, I get, I get why they, they catch people's eyes when they do the wrong thing. But I agree with you that you, you just got to let these guys play their system, let them play their game, and they'll find a way to fit into the team. And you'll get the success. You'll get the, the 50 goals from Ovi. You'll get Panarin doing his thing. You know, Kuznetsov, Malkin, those guys probably are the two in the NHL that can just take over a game. You right. know, like – and I really don't think that – anyone has the ability to just flip the switch and take control like Russians do. Sure. Well, not just that, like, I mean, and we're talking the high profile ones, right? And like, you know, the case could be made. I'm sure there's somebody listening to it right now. Well, Datsuk, you know, he was a great takeaway guy. He, he played both ways and like, yeah, that's fine. But we're talking about like the high profile ones that always get thrown under the bus, like immediately. And I think that those guys, and you know what? Maybe you could say the same for some other North American players, but I feel like the Russian players really kind of get it bad is that maybe it's because they do it so effortlessly. You know, like when Malkin, when, when Kuznetsov is on, dude, like he's just out there having fun. He's so loose. He, but the puck sticks to him, dude. Like the puck is yeah. with him and it's, it's almost like a dance with the puck. Like he's not, mm-hmm. 
you know, nobody else matters. Everybody else is just a, a standing still, basically. They're just a, a easy obstacle to get through when these guys are on. And, you know, <clears throat> I, and, you know, you look at Verona is a good example as well. You know, super offensively talented, but has gotten the ire of every coach he's played for. Um, and, you know, maybe not so much with Trotz, even though Trotz didn't come out and, and publicly lambast him too much. I mean, he did, but he did it through his assignment of ice time. You know, he sat, yeah. he sat him and, and things like that. And look, if I'm Jacob Verona, I'm completely okay with just getting sheltered offensive minutes, getting the offensive zone starts, like being used that way. That's a lot of what you're seeing right now with Kuznetsov. There's been how many millions of write-ups and, and naysayers saying like Kuznetsov is really a liability defensively. And I'd some, I would tend to agree. Um, but at the same time, I think Laviolette is basically, he's not trying to fix that player. Instead, he is trying to deploy him in the proper way. And yeah, on a team like, like the Caps, where you can have your first and third and fourth line take defensive zone starts and draws, you can also have, you can also shelter your second line and putting out, put out the big guns when you're, when you're in the offensive zone, right? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I think that everybody needs to chill out on on the Russian hate here. And, you know, maybe it's it's not just Russian, but it's it's I think it's the stigma of like the Euro trash, right? Like a lot of European players have gotten it, right? They're not tough enough. They're not whatever, whatever. Um, and I think that that's kind of like a shitty part of hockey culture that's kind of made its way into today. I don't think it's nearly as prevalent as when these guys first broke into the league. So I'm not trying to poo-poo that or say that like, you know, we're – we're back to those stages, but you know, uh, I hate, I loved, I loved the every year and I wish it would happen. Uh, I, every year when, when the trade Malkin rumors come out, I pray yeah. that it happens every year. I just hope that these, uh, these mouth breathers get their wish so that they can, they can sleep in their shitty bed that they made. Um, yeah. you know, but again, and with the caps fan base, People have said, like, trade Kuznetsov. I've seen so many bad takes, like, oh, Kuznetsov, after the Cup, was somebody that we could rely on. And during the Cup run, he was somebody that we could rely on. Now let's get rid of him because he has value now. Which is, one, that's both that's both contradictory to what you're saying, is that now that he sucks and now he has value so we can get rid of him? I don't understand that. So why would you trade him now? And second off, who the hell would you get? Like, who would you get right now for Kuznetsov that could – like one for one that could slot into a second line center. Uh, I mean, trades negligible. Just who, if you could pick anybody out of the NHL, like I, I'm thinking there's maybe five or six guys that you could slot in to do what Kuznetsov does. Uh, you know, keep in mind this dude's got like, uh, before last night had points in every game, like five, six games. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. That's my that's my rant. And I think that just I guess to wrap it up that be a little nicer. Be a little nicer to your to your neighborhood Russian. Absolutely. And if hockey trolls telling you to be nice, you're being a dick. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was a that was my slap ass job at a uh I'm not sure if I if I even came through with the proper message, but uh yeah. I don't know. That's it for me. 
Should we, uh, I've worked up a bit of an appetite. Should we get into some snack time? (laughs) All right, here we go. It's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. All right. So I'm going to talk about some women's hockey. I want to show off my jersey real quick. So it's the Buffalo Buttes. Lewicki. It is Kristen Lewicki on the Buffalo Buttes. She's actually from my hometown. Well, she's from the next town down, but she played in Wheeling because their town doesn't have it. Um, just quick highlight on her. You know, in college, 179 points in 113 games. What? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, she played for Adrian College. And uh, she has since she played for the Buffalo Buttes and then the Metropolitan Riveters. And then she spent a little time in the um, PWHPA and now she's back with the Buffalo Buttes. Um, So, you know, for those of you who aren't completely versed in it and, you know, I still have plenty to learn myself. There are two leagues out there currently. Um, There's the NWHL which is the, you know, the established league that's been around. And then there's a current tour that the PWHPA is putting on. And that's got some more of the high profile athletes probably that you know of like Kendall Quinn Schofield and, and uh, Hillary Knight, you know, they're, they're kind of going, they're doing what the MLL is doing, or I'm sorry, the, the PLL. And they're, they're doing like um, a tournament in a couple different cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you can follow that. Uh, look that up as well, but I'm, I'm here to talk about the NWHL championship, the Isobel Cup. So that's going to be this coming weekend, uh, the 26th and 27th, and that features Friday night, Toronto against Boston, uh, the Toronto Six against the Boston Pride, 5 p.m., and then Minnesota against Connecticut, Connecticut Whale. Um, Minnesota is, hold on, uh, the Whitecaps. Uh, so that's the two and three seed there. They're the 8 p.m. game, and the winners will face off Saturday at 7 p.m. in the cup. Uh, you know, these, this is good hockey. You know, these are Olympians. These are world-class athletes. They will have an entire, uh, women's, broadcasting crew it will that's be, awesome yeah so it'll it'll be uh kate scott uh aj Molesco, and uh kaylee chelios as the ringside reporter um they're gonna be playing in warrior ice arena in brighton massachusetts so this is you know this is great exposure for the the women's side of the game and i i think even with Everything else going on, I, I, I think you guys should make time to watch this because you will not be disappointed. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I think the the women's three-on-three event was the best part of the All-Star game. That was the WPH, w, PWHPA uh, ladies. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this is – these are good athletes. 
and you're going to want to check it out. Absolutely. I think it's cool that they're doing like a Twitch thing too, like, which is where they've kind of migrated to, right? Because if no um, <clears throat> TV network's going to do it, they might as well monetize through Twitch, which honestly is like such a pro. Like that's just a, such yeah. a huge fuck you to the, um, to the TV network. So that's awesome. Um, I mean, I love it. I love it. I, I, I will likely tune into at least all of these games, at least a couple of these games. Right. Um, yeah. And so this is kind of like a bubble situation too here. Yeah. They're going to have no fans. Um, Okay. so it'll, it'll be just like the NHL right now. Right. Uh, and you know, they had to, they had to put things on hold. It, It was a, it was a short season, and they even took a break because of COVID concerns and they're, they're putting it all back together. So, uh, you know, and, and it, I think they actually had, they had positive cases and stuff and that's why they had to put it on hold, but you know, they figured it out and we got a chance to watch. So, you know, this weekend women's championship, college hockey, plenty to watch. Absolutely, dude. That's, um, that's going to be nice. For sure. Uh, so in between Caps games, you can check them out. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> Who do you, do you have a favorite here? Buffalo is not in or So Buffalo yeah. isn't in it, or are they? No, they're not. <coughs> so they they were um, on a technicality before all the co- – because of COVID. But then I think once they pushed it back, then Connecticut ended up in it. It was uh, – Connecticut – had to forfeit a game and nah. um but now it's it's the the true top four seeds right. um i kind of like to see connecticut win just because they they're like uh the old whalers you know they got the the similar colors and from the same place um you know i i guess i guess i'm pulling for connecticut just based off of colors color scheme <laughs> you like how their unis look that's Hey, that's it's as long as you're watching. I feel like it's a good thing. Um, yeah, you know, I would. Uh, and so this is a single elimination, right? So then it'll be yeah. the winner on Saturday. So it's a Friday, Saturday, twenty six and twenty seven, folks. Check it out. Um, yeah. you know, I have a story, and it's probably not super appropriate, but I we used to work in a pro shop uh, in Virginia. And it was like my first job. My first job was like I was a skate guard, but I had written on my resume or on the application that I'd love to work in the pro shop. So if you, if you've never been in a rink, like working in the pro shop, like all the cool motherfuckers work there. Like those were the cool guys. And, um, plus you get to just talk about hockey shit and like test out all the new shit, like all the new stuff, it, all the gear. I mean, we had a pretty good pro shop. It was cool as hell. You learned how to sharpen skates, all that stuff. Um, and I worked with this old guy and he, <laughs> I don't even know if I, should I say his name? I mean, it's the first name. Should I say it? It's not a, all right. This guy's name was, this guy's name was Gordon. I think that just adds to what I'm going to say next. So Gordon <laughs> was the oldest dude who worked with us. And like we had women, girls teams, obviously playing there in the rink. And he would always say like, Oh, here comes the broad hockey. And I'm like, I would look at him even at like, at like 
15, 16 years old, I'd be like, the fuck's wrong with you, Gordon? <laughs> you old fucking yeah. goat. Like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, some of these, and you know, there were all of these ladies that were playing were good. You know, they were all, it was like the travel team at the time, which probably would have like smoked my house team easily. Like not even a, yeah. not even a, it wouldn't even have been a contest. Right. Um, so <laughs> I just think back like now that like women have their own like uh, pro league and it's starting to gain a lot of like recognition within the hockey community, which I was always like, hell yeah, you know, like girl hockey players, it's amazing. You know, I have a daughter. I tried to get her into hockey. She said no this year, but you know, if she says no next year, I'll just disown her. So yeah, um, she's still young. Yeah, she's still young. We got time. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think back to that and I think like those people are still alive now. Like, you know, they're, they're probably watching this just like so butthurt about it. And I feel like that should just fuel the ladies who are doing this, you know, just like, absolutely. If you know, feed off the hate. Uh, I know that motivates me. So I'm really just hoping that like, you know, that that's a motivator for all these ladies out there playing hockey and, and young girls too. Like, some fucking, you know I mean, how mad you're making some old fuck, like some old yeah. shit, shit bag fucking guy, uh, you know, so I don't know. And, and it, what really got me was that he was so serious about it. Like, you know, it wasn't like a ha, 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 girl can't play sports, you know, it wasn't like some stupid, like childish joke. It was like, I am so mad because women are playing hockey and I'm like. I mean, like he believes it deep in his bones. Yeah, like yeah, like it was like so offensive to him. It's like I shot his dog or something. Yeah, I mean, it it's just a at the very least it's a chance to watch more talented hockey. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember uh one of the last times I went to a pickup, there there was a a lady out there and she her her stick handling she embarrassed me so many times i i have to tell you from from personal experience i think female hockey players normally have better fundamentals um yeah. i i think they they aren't as arrogant with their physical skills or their physical abilities so they 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 just good good stick movement um i i got i got embarrassed a few times um yeah um but you know a few things to to watch out for this weekend, uh, you know, Michaela Grant Mentis. She's averaging one point five points per game. She's with Toronto, uh, so the, she'll be one to watch. She's number thirteen, and uh, Kaylee Fratkin. She leads the league in in uh, points. Number thirteen for Boston. She leads the league in points from defense. So, uh, some 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 real talent is going to be on display. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how the, like, gameplay is and, like, how they deploy um, different players and, like, what their system looks like. So, uh, definitely check it out. I'm pumped to see this. Uh, if you weren't locking down, maybe we could have a little viewing party, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, if you, if you want to get a nice jersey like I got, uh, you just go to nwhl.zone and you know they sell 
all kinds of gear, jerseys, T-shirts, jersey shirts. Um, one thing I will say is this actually fits a little larger than um, like a men's jersey. Really? So I, uh, I'm kind of swimming in my XL. So you, you know, you might want to if if you're if you're teetering on the line of like a large or an extra large, I would recommend getting a large unless you plan on wearing this over top of equipment. But um yeah, just this... one more time shout out to Buffalo Buttes Kristen Lewicki. She's a West Virginia professional hockey player. Absolutely. So, Maybe we should get do you know her? And she uh she actually played with my little brother. He knows her. Um Dude. Maybe see if she'll come on the podcast, bro. Yeah, well, uh, it doesn't hurt to ask, does it? It doesn't. Uh, hopefully she's, like, not a Penguins fan, but I bet she is. Um, Pretty – I'd be willing to bet she is. Yeah, brutal. Well, um, we can just in any avoid case, that. Yeah, in any case, we should definitely see if she can come on. Um, And, yeah, good luck to all the ladies. Uh, so pumped to see this. And – we just gave out a free ad, so you know, I think it's for a good cause. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But sponsor us if you want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you, if you want yeah. to throw us some sponsorship money, you know, go ahead. And well, uh, Paul, you know, I think World Championships are back on this year. Really? No shit. I don't know. Um, if they are, you know, that's that's a really good place to watch women's hockey. Um, cause it'll have everybody blended together from the two pro leagues. And, uh, as always, it'll probably be USA and Canada in the championship. Right. But it's, it's always cool to see, uh, that's honestly where most of my women's hockey watching has come from. And I love to see it. Yeah. Uh, especially like the, with the Japanese team, when they would like celebrate, like they scored their first yeah. goal ever in, in the yeah. tournament. But to see them like, so that happened. Then four years later, it happened again, right? They came back and the, yeah. the way that like, just from watching the, the improvement from with these teams in four years is mind blowing. Um, so, yeah. you know, again, so pumped to see it, love to see it. love to see just hockey being more pre- prevalent in general, but also love to see the ladies getting some, some love here. Yeah, and uh, one of the more recent world championships, Team USA beat Finland in a shootout. So it's getting more competitive across the board. It's not just USA and Canada. Sure. Uh, and, and like you said, Team Japan and Team Korea, uh, South and North combined for the most recent Olympics. So the game is growing, and uh, the, the women are getting their chance to get on display and get rewarded for all their hard work. So check out this weekend and – support a good uh a good bunch of athletes absolutely and you know what folks there's something that i learned in like a uh civilizations class or something and that was the signs of a thriving modern civilization like where a civilization reaches its peak is when the the said civilization or society um empowers women and treats them as equals because you're no longer negating half of the population for one. Uh, and they bring, uh, you know, just people of different, you know, you're, you're basically neglecting or not counting out half of your entire bulk. So 
you know what? I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, let's be a modern, good civilization <laughs> in society. Agree. Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, Polly, you have anything else? No. Okay. Caps fans, hopefully by this time we've won some games, or tonight we're going to be winning a game. So we will see you next Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Until then, Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>